Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One, two, three. When you start looking through your music collection, you realize days of the week is one of the most iconic topics in songwriting. But which day has been celebrated the best? Welcome to the age-old question. I'm Rich Price. And I'm Clint Bierman. Each episode deals with another question in music fandom. The kind of questions that Clint and I have been debating since we were in college. So today, with the help of some smart people, we're going to come up with the answer. Okay, Clint, what's today's question? Today's question is, what is the best day of the week in music? That's the age-old question. Clint, there's just so many examples of mentioning days of the week. I feel like every songwriter has one. Clint, let's give listeners a preview of seven days of the week. I'll start. Monday, Monday by the Mamas and the Papas. Monday, Monday, so good to me. Nice. How about Tuesday's Gone by Leonard Skinner? How about Wednesday morning, 3 a.m. by Simon and Garfunkel? Yet I know as I gaze at my young love beside me, the morning is just a few hours away. How about Thursday by Jim Croce? I was looking for a lifetime lover and you were looking for a friend. Friday, I'm in love by The Cure. Another Saturday night by Sam Cooke. Another Saturday night that I ain't got nobody. And the classic, Easy Like Sunday Morning by The Commodores. Yeah. That's why I'm easy. But let's start day by day. Great. You know, Monday's not bad. Remember the song by the Bangles, Manic Monday? Just another Manic Monday. Wish it was Sunday. That's my fun day. I don't have to run day. Just another Manic Monday. How about Monday morning by Fleetwood Mac? Monday How about I Don't Like Mondays by the Boomtown Rats? Tell me why I don't like Mondays. Tell me why I don't like Mondays. This song was written by Bob Geldof and Johnny Fingers. By the way, 
Great stage name. Great stage name. Johnny Fingers. <laughs> uh, who's playing guitar? <laughs> oh, that's Johnny Fingers. <laughs> or maybe he was the keyboard player. I don't know. What makes more sense? I don't guitar know. or keyboard? <laughs> Either way, if he loses one, he loses his name. <laughs> He's out of luck. Geldof, of course, is maybe most famous for creating Band-Aid and Live Aid, which has raised millions in famine relief. And there won't be Geldof started writing I Don't Like Mondays following the 1979 Cleveland Elementary School shooting in San Diego. Minutes after 16-year-old Brenda Spencer started shooting, police officers arrived at the scene ready to take any necessary action in order to avoid any further bloodshed. The shooter, 16-year-old Brenda Ann Spencer, showed no remorse for her shooting spree, only offering this explanation, I don't like Mondays. That's heavy. In 1979, too, yeah, I, I guess. and here we are in 2023, and we're still thinking and worrying about school shootings. Wow. Daddy doesn't understand it. He always said she was good as gold. And he can see no reasons, because there are no reasons. What reason do you need to be shown? Whoa, 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 whoa. Tell me why I don't like Mondays. Tell me why I don't like I think Tuesday might have a strong case for best day in music. I mean, let's just talk about Leonard Skinner's epic album. It's their debut album. Give us some of the classic hits from that. I mean, give me three steps. Give me three steps, give me three steps, mister. Give me three steps towards the dawn. And what about Simple Man? Oh, man, what a great song. Maybe the most iconic rock song, one of them anyway. Of all time, I mean, Freebird, please. If I stay here with you, girl, things just couldn't be the same. All right, but Tuesday's Gone. Well, first of all, Tuesday's Gone, for me is summed up from the movie Days and Confused, a pinnacle movie in my life. Big movie in my life, too. The moment they start playing this is at the end of the Moon Tower party. All the beer has dried up, and all the fights have been had, and this song starts playing, and it's got this melancholy and this sadness, and yet this hopefulness as well. As they're driving off, It's hey. the sun is rising, you, you know. Brother? <laughs> is that a beer in your hand? Well, yes, it is. Has he had more than one of those tonight? Well, a few, I guess. <laughs> Nobody's counting. <laughs> oh, it's just a classic movie moment. It's such a classic movie moment. Of course, we have an episode about the best use of a song in, in a movie, and that is a perfect use of a song in a movie just to just set the tone obviously it's era specific it's when that movie was supposed to take place also 1979 i think well the track was produced by al cooper and my favorite story about al cooper is that when he was a 21 year old session guitarist he slipped into the recording session of like a rolling stone the bob dylan classic 
He sort of snuck his way into Studio A of Columbia Records on 7th Ave in New York City on June 16, 1965. Cooper was hoping to find a way to play guitar on that session, but Mike Bloomfield, a blues guitarist from Chicago, was already playing on it. Cooper was sitting in the control room next to the producer, Tom Wilson, and he said, After the first couple of hours of the session, they moved the uh, organ player over to piano. And I said, well, here's another chance for me. So I said to Tom Wilson, why don't you let me play the organ? I got a great part for this. Tom Wilson said, oh, man, you don't play the organ. You're a guitar player. I said, I got a really good part for this. I can play it. He said, Al. And just then someone came and got him to take a phone call that came in for him. So he didn't say no. Like a Rolling Stone uh, remake, take one. What are you doing there? <laughs> At that point... Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. He really could have just busted me and got me back in the control room. But he was a very gracious man. And so he let it go. And so I began to play. They started playing it back. After about a verse or two, Bob said to Tom Wilson, hey, turn the organ up. And Tom Wilson said to Bob, oh, man, that guy's not an organ player. He's just 
Then Bob said, I don't care. Turn the organ up. That B3 organ part is now one of the iconic elements of that track. That is the iconic element of that tune. That's incredible. He wasn't even on the session. He just snuck in. He was just a, a 21-year-old kid. He was like, you know what? I, I got to show up. and Maybe I can get in that session. And then ended up playing B3. He didn't even know how to play the B3. <laughs> wow, he just came up with that hook on yeah. the spot. That is incredible. Well, well, that's a lesson to everybody out there. I mean, if you if you want something, if you want to follow your dream, just show up. Show up. Get in the chair. All right, back to Tuesday. Clint, how about the song Ruby Tuesday? It's a Jagger Richard song, but mostly written by Keith. In fact, in 1985, Mick told Rolling Stone magazine, that's a wonderful song. It's just a nice melody, really, and a lovely lyric, neither of which I wrote, but I always enjoy singing it. Huh. It was released as the B-side to Let's Spend the Night Together in January 1967, but it ended up getting more radio airplay and ended up topping the Billboard Hot 100 I remember seeing the Stones on the Steel Wheels tour. Did you see that tour? I did see that tour. In 1989, 1990. But I remember at the time, actually, it being a big deal that they were playing Ruby Tuesday in their set, and it was the first time they played that song live since it came out in 1967. Well, I didn't realize that because I remember them playing that song. Funny story about that tour. That was the first time I smelled marijuana. First time I became aware of what marijuana was. It was in the Hoosier Dome. And the whole Hoosier Dome, which is a massive football stadium, yeah, but inside, so just the entire top of the of the, the whole stadium was just this haze of weed smoke. <laughs> and, and were you like up in the nosebleeds? I was in the nosebleeds for one set, and then I got down. I was eighth row for the second. But set. But can you imagine, like you know, smoke rises. So oh if yeah, you're in the nosebleeds. You're in it, man. You're in it. Let's hit the snack bar. I have one other memory of that tour. What happened during Honky Tonk Women? There was a blow-up thing, right? A giant, like a hundred foot tall, yeah. inflatable Honky Tonk Woman. <laughs> so, okay, Tuesday's not bad. Tuesday's not bad. There's not a ton for Tuesday. So at this point, Monday is at the top of the list. There's, okay. there's a lot of Monday songs. Not as many Tuesday songs. That's true, but... Quality over quantity, I'm going to say, of the songs we've mentioned, I think my favorite so far is Tuesday. Okay. Because Tuesday's gone and Ruby Tuesday. They're excellent tracks. Excellent tracks. I want to suggest, actually, Clint, that Wednesday and Thursday are maybe the weakest represented days of the week. Definitely. As we were talking about doing this, I racked my brain. I couldn't even come up with a Wednesday until I got online. I was like, oh, of course. But Thursday, same thing. I mean, Hump Day should be... Is there not? That's true. There's another song we need to write, Rich. A song about hump day. Yeah. All right, but there are some highlights. If you're a blues fan, John Lee Hooker sings about his baby leaving him on a Wednesday evening. And it's just, it's a great example of a blues song and a blues singer just like exposing his raw heart, talking about, in this case, how he's got the blues on a Wednesday evening. (laughs) 
You know she loved me one Wednesday. It's uh, real life, man. Real life. real life. When the sun was sinking low. She loved me that wind eating. When the sun was sinking low. My baby don't know how she hurt me. She made me feel so bad. How about this track from Elvis Costello and the attractions from 1980? So around the same time as I Don't Like Mondays. A lyric and a Nick Cave produced track that captures the snarl of British punk rock. You'll remember me tomorrow, but you won't give a damn by Wednesday week. Alright, we're digging for Wednesday. Digging. There's just, there's just scraping the bottom of the barrel. There's just nothing out there. Thursday, also very slim pickings. Thirsty's Thursday, right? I mean, it's college night. Hey, right. <laughs> Seriously. It's almost the weekend. In fact, I don't have anything. I don't have anything worth sharing about Thursday. I mean, I invite listeners to share something that I'm missing. What am I missing, Clint? Well, Thursday's Child by David Bowie. I, I know. I listened to that song and I was like, eh. Eh. All of my life I tried so hard. Like honestly, I wanted I wanted to include it in this, but I. The only other one that I would even mention to say is Pet Shop Boys Thursday. Mm. It's Thursday night. Let's get it right. I wanna know you're gonna stay for the weekend. I enjoy the Pet Shop Boys. It's the, my wife and I enjoy listening to music like that when we're like in the kitchen, like cooking a meal wanting to get some energy going we'll put on some you know pet shop boys well maybe not specifically <laughs> pet shop boys but be... i'm just making yeah, a men- yeah. mental note that we're gonna have to listen to thursday by pet shop boys all right there's only three on this one list that i'm looking at thursday is highly underrepresented thursday should be ashamed of yourself yeah friday now we're talking friday i'm in love is my top pick for this day of the week It's from The Cure's ninth studio album, released in May 1992, which, Clint, as you and I have both said many times on this podcast, is the sweet spot for us in terms of our, like, core musical memories. Oh, yeah. Right? May 1992. What were you doing in... May 1992, I was seeing Guns N' Roses and Skid Row at Deer Creek. GNR and Skid Row. Yeah. Unbelievable show. And so... 1992. May 1992. I'm a junior. I'm a junior. Okay. So I'm a sophomore in high school, May 1992. Yeah. Friday I'm in Love comes out May 1992. The band singer Robert Smith was convinced that the chord progression came from somewhere else and he was paranoid that he'd subconsciously stolen the melody from somewhere. Clint, as songwriters, we can relate to that feeling, right? Where we come up with something that just feels so good that you're like this can't be this can't be mine. This can't be mine. Yeah. It's it's too good. It feels too good. What's fascinating is there's like a little bell inside your brain as a songwriter that as soon as you start on the path of something, it triggers this thing in you that 
is a paranoia. It is because you don't want to steal. No. But it, it happens for all the songwriters I know. It's like, this is something else. I know I can't put my finger on it yet. So I know exactly that feeling of like, oh, what is this? What is this? What is totally. this? Totally. He went around for weeks just like sharing with people, being like, is this something? Is this something else? Interestingly, the song was recorded in the key of D. But when Robert Smith, who also produced the track, forgot to disengage the Verispeed function on the multi-track tape recorder, it led to the tape speed being just a little bit faster. And so the track, as it appears on the album, is in D-sharp or E-flat. But when they play it live, they play it in the intended key of D. So it's one of those things, like, most music fans won't notice that, right? But, like... I think that people do subconsciously, they are subconsciously aware when something sounds slightly different. Yeah, because his voice then would be manipulated. It, As you said, it changes the way you listen because it's different. Yes. And you don't know why it's different. You just subconsciously know. Some, this is weird. That's my pick for Friday. Do you have any, do you want to offer the listeners any other considerations for Friday? I mean, I'm going to get crap for this, but let's just talk about Katy Perry's Last Friday Night. Remember that one? I do, and I got nothing but love for Katy Perry. Yeah, but that's not her best hit. It's not her best. It's not her best. But she does say... Menage a Trois in it. So any pop song with those lyrics. I mean, it, it's an engaging lyric. Menage a Trois. There's a mellifluousness. That's not a word, but you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. That phrase is mellifluous. Right. <laughs> right. It feels good. It feels good to say Menage a Trois. It was a big hit. And for kids, they know that. And for a lot of kids, I'm sure that was the question. What is a menage a trois? Right. That they put into or sometimes you, Google. Sometimes you like say phrases that you learn. You don't know what they mean. Right. <laughs> Incorrectly. Yeah. yeah. So Friday, you know, it's a great day of the week. Is it the best represented day in music? Surprisingly not, actually, I would say. I mean, there's not as many as you would think. I want to pause to go to the comments. Let's do it. Let's go to the comments. From Mark on Facebook. Love your podcast. Suggestion for a future show. What is the greatest supergroup of all time? Oh, that's so ripe. Mark, thank you for that. We have talked about that. We love that topic. And thanks for the reminder. We're going to put that on our list of future episodes. Definitely. From Rob on Facebook regarding Feb 7th's episode. Oh, you know who this is from? This is Crash McKenzie. Oh, bass player of Bucko 5. He says, Love the podcast, guys. Regarding Feb 7th's episode, discussion about blood harmonies, I'll give a shout out to Lucius. They might as well be blood at this point. 
keep up the great work. Nice. Let's see, what it, let's hear some Lucius. So let's listen to a song of theirs. This is a song called Tempest. We are two ships passing. Anyone who can do great harmonies, Clint, you and I are in, right? Yeah, absolutely. From Blake on Facebook, I just killed 11 hours of a 16-hour flight from Cape Town back to the U.S. listening to the age-old question. Wow. 11 hours (laughs) of a 16-hour flight listening to our show. I love the podcast and the smart people you call to get their input. I'll be sure to give you a great review and we'll share the love. Thanks, Blake. And just a reminder to anyone listening to the show, if you do enjoy the show, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a review. It really yep. does. What do we say? It helps the algorithm. It does. It puts us higher up in the search world because if people are talking about it, then the algorithm feels like it should share it more. Back to Blake's comment. He goes on. I want to share feedback specifically on two episodes. The first episode on guilty pleasure. My guilty pleasure did not come from 1997, but it's worth mentioning. We are the world. We are the world. We are the children. So fun to pick out who's singing. The all-star lineup came together for this cause. It was just incredible. He then offers a nominee for the greatest studio collaboration episode for the very same song, We Are the World. So interesting, Clint. Think of all the musicians oh my God. in that room at the same time. Yeah, there's a whole episode in We Are the World. We should do a whole episode of breaking down that song. Yes, We Are the World. I Interesting fact about that song for myself. The older folks know that tapes were the thing, right? You have to listen to the radio and then record that moment. So I finally got We Are the World on tape. And then I had the double tape. And I recorded an entire 60-minute tape of We Are The World front and back. So you could just listen to the song. Over and over and over again. That's so great. that is also a guilty pleasure of mine by far. And he's right. It's, it's the picking out of the people. It would be really fun to do right now between you and I of like going through and seeing if we could get every single one. I love it. All right. So, Blake, thank you for listening to us for 11 hours. This next comment comes from my 11-year-old son, Wesley who actually loves this podcast. He said, Dad, you guys talk about the Beatles so often, there should be a theme song for every time you mention the Beatles. Clint, oh, can, we, can we make this happen? Yeah, that's so good, Wesley. <laughs> actually, we're going to push pause on this recording. Clint is going to write a quick theme song, <laughs> and then we're going to come back, and we're going to debut the theme song. We got to talk about the Beatles, though. What do we got? We okay, got, we, we, we got a... something. Okay, we're going to push pause. Okay, Clint, I gave you 30 minutes to come up with a Beatles theme song. What did you come up with? All right, here it is. Uh, 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 Rich and Clint talk about the Beatles. I love it. 
That is so good. Okay, so because we played the Beatles theme song, here's our first Beatles tidbit following our new segment theme song. <laughs> and it's something that blew my mind, Clint. Listen to this. On June 14th, 1965, Paul McCartney recorded vocals on three songs. I'm Down, in which he's absolutely screaming. Oh, yeah. He's doing, as he would say, his best Little Richard impression. You tell lies, thinking I can't see. You can't cry, cause you're laughing at me. I'm down. I'm really down. I'm down. Down on the ground. I'm down. I'm really down. How can you laugh when you know I'm down? How can you laugh when you know I'm down? And on the same day, he sings these two songs. I've just seen a face. Had it been another day, I might have looked the other way, and I'd have never been aware. But as it is, I'll dream of her tonight. Falling, yes, I'm falling, and she keeps calling me back again. And maybe the greatest day of the week song of all time yesterday. Yesterday. All my troubles seem so far away Now it looks as though they're here to stay Oh, I believe in yesterday Suddenly I'm not half the man I used to be There's a shadow hanging over me Oh, yesterday came suddenly why she had to go, I don't know, she wouldn't say. In 2023, no artist would ever attempt to sing a screaming three-chord rocker and then a ballad like yesterday, right? That just having the option, having written the option to do both is fascinating. Yeah, no one could, could do that. That's awesome. In the same day. Are we considering yesterday and tomorrow in days of the week? I mean, that opens up a whole it does. realm of there's some great tomorrow. Come out tomorrow. Today even. Yeah. Today I didn't even have to use my AK. I gotta say it was a good day. I mean, while we're on the topic, Paul McCartney had, you know, another day is a great Every song. Day she right? takes a morning Let's get back to days of the week. Okay, Saturday. Saturday's a big one. There's a lot to talk about here. Yes. Let's start with the Bay City Rollers. Because one of my favorite films, and our listeners may roll their eyes at this, but I absolutely love So I Married an Axe Murderer. Oh, it's the best. You know, Mike Myers is celebrated, rightfully, for his genius in Austin Powers. But I think So I Married an Axe Murderer may be his finest moment. It's really his imitation of his Scottish father. And the, that is crushingly funny. It's crushingly funny when he when he tells his son, who, you know, with the big head. Gigantic head. To get out of the way so he can watch the football. Let's listen to that. William, move your head. 
Look at the size of that boy's head. Shh. I'm not kidding. It's like an orange on a toothpick. Shh. You're gonna give the boy a complex. Well, that's a huge noggin. It's a virtual planetoid. Shh. Has its own weather system. Head. Move. <laughs> Look at the size of that head. It's like an orange on a toothpick. It's got its, it's own weather system. system. <laughs> you know, one of the things in that movie is Mike Myers playing his old, his Scottish dad is walking around the house going, S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y, night. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y, night. If you want my body and, and you, you think, think I'm sexy. sexy. All right, apologies to anyone in Scotland listening to our, <laughs> terrible, our terrible, terrible, terrible Scottish accents. Saturday night's all right for fighting. I've seen you play that live. Probably of all the Elton tunes, that is the most rocking and most fun to play. Really fun. And cool chord progression, too. And the scene in that movie, Rocket Man, mm-hmm. it was such a brilliantly choreographed and like weird... When you're watching that scene, you're like, all right, this film is not a traditional biopic. Right. There are so many Saturdays. Give me a hand. I'm going to give you a couple. Saturday in the Park by Chicago. By Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago. Hey, that's going to be our new, we're going to talk like Chicago now. One More Saturday Night by The Grateful Dead. That is a really fun song to play. It's got great feel. It's got this halftime thing. And uh, I love when Peter Day from The Grift sings this song. He just gives it his whole bobby. Let's call Peter Day. We haven't talked to him in a while. Love it. Let's see. He's, you know, he just had a baby. He might not be able to take our call. Richard. Peter, you're on the age-old question with me and Clint. Hey, buddy. Yes. Hey, now. <laughs> we, we were talking. We haven't had you on the podcast in a while. Clint just mentioned your name in this discussion. Is that Maggie in the background? <laughs> that is Maggie in the background. <laughs> Ma- Maggie makes an appearance on the age question. All right. Well, we have a very quick question for you. Today's topic okay, is me. today's topic is what is the best day of the week in music? So which day of the week is celebrated best? Through songs in rock history. The first one that comes to mind is Friday, I'm in love. 
Clint just mentioned that he loves when you play oh. One More Saturday Night. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Saturday's got to be high in the running because there's that one. There's Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. But One More Saturday Night. That's it. There it is. <laughs> And, and it's irresistible. I do the little bobby kick. Just yeah, yeah. It's literally irresistible. And there's a dinosaur in my house too. So careful. We're gonna we're gonna let you go back to dealing with that dinosaur. But thanks for joining the age old question. Thanks, Pete. Oh, it is always a pleasure. I'm such a huge fan. I love what you guys are doing. You keep up the good work. Thanks, buddy. Bye. All right. See you guys. Bye. <laughs> that was amazing. Boy, he's got his hands full oh, with that man. dinosaur. <laughs> You know, you mentioned Sam Cooke's Another Saturday Night, but for me, it was actually Cat Stevens who turned me on to that song. Huh. Another Saturday night, and I ain't got nobody. I got some money because I just got paid. Now how I wish I had someone to talk to. I'm in an awful way. All right. Any other Saturday night mentions before we move to Sunday? There's literally so many. And it's obvious to see why. I mean, Saturday is the That's night. really the universal party yeah. night. Yeah. All right. I think we got it. I think we got it. All right. Sunday. Moving on. Let's start with a song called Sunday Morning Coming Down by Johnny Cash. Well, I woke up Sunday morning with no way to hold my head. That didn't hurt. And the beer I had for breakfast wasn't bad so i had one more for dessert clint i'm so excited to share the story the song is written by chris christopherson but it was johnny cash who had a number one hit with this song chris christopherson said the song opened up a whole lot of doors for me so many people that i admired admired this song actually it was the song that allowed me to quit working for a living the story of how Johnny Cash came to have the song is incredible. At the time, 1969, Chris Christopherson is pretty much rock bottom. He'd been a Rhodes Scholar. He'd gone to Oxford as a Rhodes Scholar wow. and was a helicopter pilot in the Army. But he wanted to be a songwriter, so he took a job sweeping floors at Columbia Records in Nashville. His parents couldn't understand how he was ruining his life. So they disowned him. He never was able to repair the ties with his parents. He was working part-time as a helicopter pilot in the Army Reserve. And one day, on a routine flight training mission, he took his helicopter off course and landed at Johnny Cash's house on Old Hickory Lake outside of Nashville. He landed on Cash's lawn and walked up to the house and handed Johnny Cash a demo of two songs. Here's what Johnny Cash remembers. As I approached, out stepped Chris Christopherson with a beer in one hand and a tape in the other. So keep in mind, Wait, he's flying a helicopter? He just landed a helicopter and he's got a beer in one hand and a cassette in the other. I stopped dumbfounded. He grabbed my hand, put the tape in it, grinned, and got back in the helicopter and was gone. He disappeared through the clouds. And I looked at the tape 
And it was Sunday morning coming down and me and Bobby McGee. Wow. Again, people, if you want to follow your dream, do it. Get out there. Fly that helicopter. To... It's incredible. Isn't that incredible? I mean, that's that's such against Army regulation. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. Well, he, he probably violated all kinds of Army <laughs> regulations. Jeez. I don't think flying while consuming beer is like part of the Army. I, yeah. They frown on that. Generally frown on it. A couple other Sunday highlights hit me. Sunday Bloody Sunday by U2 is one of my favorite U2 songs. Such an iconic guitar riff by The Edge. And heavy subject matter. does sing with so much feeling and passion and rage and but it, rage, but rage is the right word no but it, it is rage and it, it but it's such a beautiful melody right and it's such a singable melody that he turned this tragedy thousands of people sing along about it it's it's a it's quite fascinating actually how taking a tragic event and writing a song about it and then it becoming a, a a classic song you're celebrating it every time you play it in a, in a weird way I right. guess you're... I think that's good because people have to remember Clint any other Sunday morning songs well we got to talk about easy like Sunday morning by the Commodores I mean that's like a classic classic Sunday tune why is it so classic? Because it it captures what Sunday mornings should feel like, right? Yeah, and right. Like it's the way the music and the lyric combine to make a feeling, an emotion in the listener, and it's 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 what Sunday should be. It feels and sounds like a Sunday. Yeah. call my wife she's not gonna like this Uh oh hello kimberly you're on the age-old question with me and clint hey kimberly okay nobody gives me warning about this (laughs) today's question is about what is the best day of the week in music and there's a song that you and wesley like to listen to about sunday what is it is wesley there he is. He's on the trampoline. Let me hold on. Wesley, you're on the age old question with that Clint. 
Wesley, what is the song that you turn me on to about Sunday? Sunday Best. And what's the name of the band? The Surfaces. The Surfaces. All right, we're going to listen to it. And by the way, Wesley, remember you suggested that we, every time we mention the Beatles, we should have a Beatles theme song? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clint just wrote a theme song for the Beatles segment. So thank you for that suggestion. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Let's listen to Sunday Best by The Surfaces. And is this is this old? This is, is a contemporary band. Okay. Hey, feeling good, like I should. When in Durk, walk around the neighborhood. Feeling blessed, never stressed. Got that sunshine on my Sunday best. Every day can be a better day despite the challenge. All you gotta do is leave it better than you found it. Clint, don't you love when your kids turn you on to music? Oh, man. Yeah. Fascinating, too. So this is another example of where they're creating the vibe of a Sunday. I just thought of this. One of my favorite Sunday songs ever is called Ether Sunday, and it's by Trey Anastasio, and it's off his first solo album. Let's take a listen to that tune. I mean, right when it starts, right from the very first moment of this song, it feels like a warm bath. It does. Right? And so this is another episode that we're planning. We're currently on tour. You've been amazing, and, and you've, you've joined the Sweet Remains on this tour, which, by the way, has been such an honor and so fun for us. This has been such a great week. But we've, So we've had time in the, in the car driving from gig to gig, and yesterday or the day before, you suggested a future episode, songs that feel like a warm bath. And I would say there's something about this groove. And by the way, it's played by our buddy Russ Lawton, yeah. who you've played in a band with for 17 years. Yeah. But this Trey Anastasio song, Ether Sunday, and the groove that Russ Lawton plays feels like a warm bath. I sit right down and I rest a while. It does. And it also feels like a Sunday. And I remember in that episode, I think it was a songwriting episode we did where John Mayer was talking about the best songs are the ones where the perfect lyric matches with the perfect melody and music and feel to create something greater than the sum of all those parts, yes. right? It, and, and here's an example of a great lyric, a great feel that evokes the feeling of a Sunday. It does. All right, I want to talk about one other song. Okay. And it's a Beatles song. Uh Uh-oh. Do we have to play our Beatles theme song? Do it, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Rich and Clint talk about the Beatles. I don't understand this lyric, but I've always loved it. It's from, she came in through the bathroom window. Sunday's on the phone to Monday. Tuesday's on the phone to me. What does that mean? I 
I don't know, but I feel like I know what it means because it, my brain immediately tries to understand the story and it's like they're talking behind your back or something, right? Totally. It's an example of a lyric that you don't necessarily need to understand. You can just like feel it and it just feels good. Yeah. And sounds good. And by the way, this makes me think of the bass part that Paul plays on this song, which I just love, which makes me then think of this app that you and I just oh discovered yeah, called Moises. Moises. Brian Chartran, who's actually walking into the room right now. Hey, buddy. Say hi, Brian. Hi. <laughs> he, you, we're just talking about Moises. And the this is an app. And by the way, we're not getting paid to talk about this app. Not yet. Not yet. If you are affiliated in any way with the app Moises, please have your people call our people. Call me. If you upload a song to this app, it will separate all the instruments into separate tracks and you can then mix the song yourself. You can lower the bass or or just isolate the drums or just the vocal. It's crazy. It's crazy. And it opens up such a world of opportunity on the age-old question to really explore how production is done and how parts are created to make a bigger part. Hey, uh, Brian, what's your favorite day of the week as represented in music? I think I think it's got to be that Cure tune. Friday, I'm in love. Friday, I'm in love. So you're going with you're going with Friday. Friday, I'm in love. Come on, it's the weekend. Let's get weird. <laughs> Let's dig in. All right. All so right. So Brian, now it's Brian has picked Friday. Yes. It's time for us to pick our favorites. Okay. What is the best day of the week as represented in music? First of all, I would say Wednesday and Thursday. It's week. Week. You got to get your game together. People, I'm going to give you a slight tip right now. If you're a songwriter. There's an opportunity. It's a golden opportunity. There's a Wednesday hump day song that needs to be written. There's a thirsty Thursday song that needs to be written. So get on it as well as... Here's another side tip. Thanksgiving is highly underrepresented in Lots the of Christmas. holiday. Very famous Hanukkah song, yep. but not a lot of Thanksgiving. No, so get on that. I got to go with Sunday, man. The Vibe. feeling, yeah. I really just enjoy that down-tempo-y 16th note. Easy like Sunday morning, ether Sunday feel. Well, let's go back to that song, the Trey song that you, you said ether sunday that vibe that russ is playing captures sunday it does and by the way there are a few people on the planet that can play that groove that vibe that sunday vibe like russ lotton absolutely let's hear two seconds of it Uh, that just feels like Sunday. You can't see it, listeners, but I just looked over at Brian, and he had like this look on his face, like a slight snarl, and he was like just moving his his head, and he just he was feeling it, right? Right, Brian? Stink face. Stink face. Well, I'm gonna agree with you. Sunday is my favorite day of the week, and I was a little surprised. I I went in thinking it was gonna be Saturday all all day long. So did I. I. I really thought Saturday was gonna do it, but. I don't think the day of the week is better represented than Sunday. No. By the way, Brian, thank you for coming in. Thanks for joining us today. Listeners, please check out his podcast. It's really a great listen. It's an inside look. A conversation each episode 
with a different musician and talking about the creative process, the creative life. It's called So the Story Goes, Brian Chartrand. And uh, also check out our band, The Sweet Remains. Yes. Oh, and by the way, I want to share with listeners, this is an inside view of, of what makes me happy. We had a day off yesterday on tour and we did a songwriting session where we just workshopped new songs. Brian brought a song to the table called Don't Count Me Out. And we spent all of last night recording it for our new record. And I cannot wait for listeners to hear this song. It's a beautiful song, but just the experience for me, you guys, of working on the song and workshopping it, recording it, it's what I live for. And all done in a house, no studio, no, there's no studio equipment here. It's all brought in, you know, it's like we, and it sounds amazing. Brian, can we play a little bit of it? Yeah, I think we should play like a little bit. Let's, all right, this is exclusive, first, fresh off the griddle, griddle, (laughs) pancake. (laughs) Sunday pancakes. Sunday pancake. (laughs) Actually, this has a Sunday feel to it. Yeah. I love that I'm a part of this song. Here's a sneak peek of Don't Count Me Out. There was a time I'd write a song about once a day. Riding my bike to work in a cafe One day I walked up the hill Oh, well, it was dry And quite honestly, still don't know why But don't count me out just yet There might be more gas in the tank, I bet So glad we did that. I have one more thing to say. Yeah. I think this future warm bath episode is something. I would encourage and ask for any listener to just send us a note on Facebook or Instagram or however you want to communicate with us and give us your interpretation of what is the greatest song that feels like a warm bath. Maybe we can compile all of the the listener uh, suggestions we get into an episode. I love it. Did we do it? We did it. We did it. I think, you know, some episodes I'm like, I'm not sure. Did we do it? This one, I'm positive. Done. Did it. Done. Did it. We're going to have Brian join us on the tag for this episode. (laughs) We hope you had fun, as much fun as we did, and we hope you'll join us next time when we answer another age-old question. Follow us on Instagram at The Age Old Question. Facebook, The Age Old Question. We hope this conversation has sparked some ideas and thoughts of your own. Let us know in the comments. But let's be kind, people. Yeah. No hating. No hating. Also, if you're digging the podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash The Age Old Question and consider becoming a part of our Age Old Question family. With your support, we'll be able to answer many more age-old questions. Thanks.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 